2: It is interesting that when we think about why is it that we have a slightly inactive attitude as women not all women but I'm, and I and I do know maybe I'm generalizing and we could even be stereotyping here but we can generally see that there seems to be a view that is pushed on young girls you know and then young women that should you should accept the situation you're in and you shouldn't rock the boat too much and you know passivity and being submissive can easily be confused now as muslims we are we submit to allah and we obey Allah and we understand that we are slaves of Allah. But if we look at what do, what rights does Allah give Muslim women, what does Allah encourage women to do, you'll find that when it comes to men and women, there are not that many differences. Let's just take the example of education and knowledge. Both men and women are, it's an obligation to gain Islamic knowledge and, um, You know, women are not discouraged from gaining an education. However, what we see in the Muslim world and in Muslim communities in the UK as well, Muslim girls are not encouraged as much as boys in some families, some communities. And the type of um, occupations that girls are encouraged to go into you'll find that men Islam only prohibits um, cert, you know occupations that contradict Islam. So things that such as you know involved with riba, involved in, you know, alcohol, involved in you know, the things that are forbidden. They're industries that men and women are forbidden to go into. But we do see that there isn't as much encouragement. And the thing is that isn't that's a an incorrect understanding that that's not from Islam you know this idea that and and so therefore you know we can see there are many reasons why young women become passive and and then grow into older women who become passive but I would really just say please think of yourself and question in your life in this areas of your life now again I'm thinking a lot of my advice lately is for single women because I think if you can get things right before you get married, it will make your life, you know, as a, as a wife and your, you know, whichever sphere you choose to excel in, it will make that easier for you. So I'm just thinking about if we look at, you know, when um, men, gen- you know, again, I'm stereotyping, when men get together, kind of things that they may, you may hear them talk about are politics business work whereas where it once when women get together you know are the conversations more about clothes and friends and um, gossip again i'm not saying everyone does this but there is a difference as far as what we are encouraged to even think about and if we go online the types of businesses that women you see more you know if even if you just look at the kind of influencer culture but even let's just take the kind of businesses are we more likely to open a business related to makeup to fashion rather than you know science-based or something you know programming things like that now of course it's up to individuals what they want to choose to go into but I you see there are Spheres that women seem to drop into and there are spheres that men dominate whereas in islam you'll find that there isn't are those spheres that have been carved out for us are they people that are deciding that or has islam said we cannot do this you know these are just things that i'm encouraging you to think about because they do in imp- well, it's easy again and i I apologize for using the word passive so much but the opposite of passive is to take control to change your situation and if you have a mentality that when things are difficult when things are challenging I'm going to see what I can do what can I change then that's a good attitude to have rather than thinking I'm going to just um, give control to other people let other people do the thinking and the hard work you know, if it seems like hard work, I'll let them do it. And just one final thought, I see this when um, I have a questionnaire on my website, it's a pre-marriage questionnaire, and the thing that a lot of women are worried about is that they will marry someone who will be controlling, who will, you know, Islamically um, prevent them from doing things that maybe they will be abusive. You know, these are all the fears that I keep hearing and one of the th- things that i really think can prevent this inshallah of course dua is the first thing that you need to do but it's if you take control before you get married uh, you're taking control of the knowledge about your rights and what you expect uh, says a man should do and how he should behave you know things like understanding that um um husband is not allowed permitted to beat his wife just finding out about that and being very clear that in Islam I have a a husband must treat me with respect he's not allowed to physically abuse me and then when you have those meetings you talk you raise that issue that this is a concern I have so you're making it very clear to um, a potential spouse that I will not tolerate this because Islam forbids it yeah just something things like that that when you, knowledge really is power, but it's, what I see happening is that it's easier to let, if, especially if you you want to marry someone Islamic, just letting the man do the Islamic thinking, you know, taking care of the sagat, you know, thinking about the therapy of the children. It's, so, t- if you don't want to have someone who controls you, If you don't want to, you know, understanding, for example, what the rules about divorce are for a woman. You know, the people think, okay, men can just divorce women just like that. The luck, the luck, the luck, that's it. But when a woman cannot do get, get divorced. But that's not true. You have to find that out. Finding out the rules about meher, for example. Finding out the rules about polygamy. These are the things you have to find out and then you raise them before you get married. And don't be frightened to get raise them, because why? If, if the person you're speaking to doesn't want to have those conversations, then you need to move on. You do not want to marry someone like that. So, but you need to have a very active mentality and inshallah, stop being passive. And there is this idea, we think, that um, no one will marry someone who's confident no one will marry someone who is um um who is isn't passive or who isn't submissive because you know th- there's this, again another stereotype at all that just look pretty. don't be um don't be too opinionated. Don't have too many um views you know about keep your views within this affair of women's issues or cooking and clothes and cleaning and child wearing. Of course we were interested in those things but that's not the only things we're interested in. It's like saying to a man only be interested in cars and bodybuilding or you know that's stereotyping men as well. So inshallah lots to think about and um but yeah just um these are just my thoughts on on the idea of being passive and I'm yet to read where Islam says a woman should not be solution based and look for you know change if there's if there's problems. Because just as a parting thought, if we look when in all the incidences where women came to the Prophet wa sallam, and requested a divorce or asked about divorce, never did the Prophet peace be upon him say just have sabr and decline her uh, you know her um, issues that she was raising. He would listen to her and he resolved them. So. That shows women did come to the Prophet, peace be upon him, when they had a problem. They didn't just stay quiet and think, I should have sabr, Uh, I'm the problem. They raised it with him, he looked at it and he dealt with it. That's what Islam gives us. It's a very solution-based deen and it's very practical. So inshallah, take care and uh, I'll speak to you in the next episode. As-salamu alaykum. As-salamu alaykum, and welcome back to Smart Muslimer podcast. My name is Farhat Themin, I'm your host. Now, do you sometimes feel that you are too passive? And you're letting things just happen to you with and you don't seem to have much control. In particular, I'm thinking about pre-marriage and then after marriage as well. So, what do I mean by being passive? It's something that I've noticed, this is this is why I'm talking about it, that when women are, and the women I know and that I have seen, when they have been too passive as opposed to active in finding a compatible husband, you know, being involved in the process uh, rather than just letting their parents make all the decisions or others or even... Being too passive, as in just their, what their expectations are, and accepting kind of anyone, or no, not really anyone, or be um, as far as the decision making and the, um, you know, saying, Oh, I don't mind about this, I don't mind about that, being too relaxed, and rather letting other people do the thinking for them and do the organizing and the choosing. That, that's really important. When I've noticed women do that, then that then continues into married life as well. And then it the reason why sometimes that can be a good thing because you know people say it's you know you should be have a relaxed, calm personality, you know, not be too um, difficult. That that's something different. What I'm speaking about here is that if you just from the beginning before you're even married if your mindset is that number one okay I'll tell you why this is an, is an issue is for some women if you're so passive as in you're you're not actively looking or thinking about this and understanding what you want you can then kind of just leave it leave it too late that's one group of people I've seen you know like one mindset that people just think I'm I'll I've got other things I need to get on with. And so the passivity there is <clears throat> in not giving it enough attention. And then what happens is you do leave it too late. I hear women. And in my book, Smart Single Muslimer, a sister talks about exactly that, that she regrets being so um, inactive about this. And then as we know, you know, as you get older, it does get hard. That's just, I'm just, I'm not endorsing that view, but it's just a fact that it gets harder to find someone suitable. So number one, don't be passive as in you just don't even look. You think someone's going to fall out of the sky, you know, metaphorically, or your parents will just find you someone. Because more and more women are saying to me that their parents can't find them someone. They don't know where to look. You know, think of now how just our communities have changed, how the online world is more, is taking more ground in this area. And so women face, you know, uh, unintentionally face this issue because they were too passive and there's nothing wrong with being active. You know, you are not a manhunter, you're not desperate. Ignore all those labels that are given. You know, I'm saying to you, please be more proactive. And then, okay, so you're, you may be thinking, okay, what do I then do? So in, in the book that I've written and the pre-marriage course that I have, to be honest, that's exactly why I wrote the, created those two things, was to then answer that question, okay, so how do I be active? How, how can I not be so passive if that's what I've got into? okay so then the other thing is that okay, once you have decided yeah I am want to get married now you then have to be um, there's no te- don't think you are being too, too choosy or picky if you are very clear about your expectations and what you want that is um, you know Islam we are people of action you know we do things, yeah. We make decisions. We think about things. We plan things. That's what the whole um, sphere of marriage is—a very rational process. We don't do it based on our emotions because, as you know, emotions are—you know—they are—they are you not—they know, are, not, are, not, are unreliable. Who you? How do you know if um, just because you are attracted to someone that isn't enough? I, I keep saying that to people. That's just the beginning. Okay, so being active in your, during the, you know, looking period and even when you're talking to someone, again, knowing what questions to ask. You know, of course you do it in a, when I say passive, please don't take that as aggressive or, um, you know, domineering, you know, but it's a fine line between being, um, don't be passive, but don't be, um, don't put people off in your, Um, being so um, vociferous you know that's something you need to a balance you need to find but having the confidence once you know what you want having the confidence to politely and um, sometimes firmly um, ask for that and and don't accept less than that there's nothing wrong with doing that but again it's you have to have sat down and thought very carefully about what you want what will um you know what will um what does Allah think about this? that's really important you must bear that in mind again again, that's another part of not of not being passive that you actively do the research and you find out and you what does Allah say about what kind of man would be good for me? you know what are the things that I should look for yeah, that's again, don't just because I think the days are gone, and they really are that we just let our parents make all these decisions for us and let them do the thinking or our older brother or our uncle because um if we think about you know the way it was 20 30 years ago the world has changed in that just because our parents may say i never spoke to your dad before i got married or i just saw a photo that's what happened with my parents my my father saw a photo my mum was in pakistan and my pair you know the the parents made decision now that may have worked in the past and that's fine alhamdulillah but that doesn't mean it will work now for you so therefore the methods and processes you have to be more thorough because as we know globally now the divorce rate is at 48%, like basically 50% of marriages are breaking down. And it's interesting, the US, that's 60%. Um, you know, the, the. I think we all know that, that globally there is a marriage crisis and we are all living globally. Um, so again, the, we can look at those statistics and say, well, do I want to be one of those statistics? And that's the thing that, I've really, um, has opened my eyes recently that I have seen more people getting divorced, people I know, people, um, you know, extended people I know from friends of friends and it's, um, and the thing is that what can happen is if you aren't, um, very clear about, you know, your pre-married, pre- now I'm talking pre-marriage first, that what you want and, what will, who is compatible with you? If you don't know that, you may then get married to someone who is incompatible, just out of convenience, out of loneliness, out of giving you know the reins to other people to take care of. And you may be thinking I'm being an obedient daughter or I am you know culturally um, I'm fitting in the stereotypes that have been put for a, pas- a woman and but then once you get into that marriage you're unhappy or well, maybe for the first year it's okay but you start to see that actually we're not compatible I, there are certain um behaviors i don't like of this person but you just sit in that marriage and you sit and you stay there and you don't do anything even though you're thinking i don't like certain things i'm not you know there are problems here but you think begin because you were so passive before you just continue being like that and then you get pregnant and you have kids and that unhappiness doesn't go away but you don't do anything about it because you're so used to not doing anything. Um, and then I'm noticing women who are in that situation, there comes a point where they've had enough and nowadays people will get divorced. You know, you get the house, you know, things are halved But and then you then divorce finally happens. But in the meantime... You were unhappy for so long. Your children were in, saw this unhappy relationship. And so, and this, again, the word trauma is used um, a lot now, but there is that trauma there. And then what have you, what's happened? You, You are left unhappy. You may be out of an unhappy marriage, but you're in an unhappy situation because you're looking back at your life and thinking, I wasted my life on this person. And your children have seen, have been put off marriage that that's what happens and if let's you know possibly off the idea of an islamic marriage because they think you got married you know with an arranged marriage or you didn't have much of a say i don't want to do that i'm not going to i'm going to try the alternative where my dating seems to make people more happy or i'm not going to get married at all or i'm not going to marry a muslim man and i'm not this is not a joking point I've seen this happen many many times you know there are many cases and what we have to think is um, how can I not I don't want that story to happen to me that's not the my, the marriage journey I want to travel on and I, and I wish that that doesn't happen to you and so again that's why I'm And my sincere advice is do the pre marriage research. You know, don't be passive. And like I said before, the book I've written and the course are there to help you with those things. And um, and what's interesting that I've there are many pre marriage. advice books and courses, but they are geared, and this is what I found was the problem, they're all geared towards um non Muslims and it's the very liberal, progressive way of viewing marriage and relationships. So do what feels right, you know, do what makes you happy. You know, there's no rules there are there, there's no guidance from Allah. And so for a um, a single Muslim woman, um, you know, like this book called Get the Guy, um, that i was looking at and again the advice is just i thought this is so um um opposite to what islam says are you looking for a god conscious husband or do you have a friend that is looking for a compatible spouse getting married is one of the most important decisions of your life so before you embark on your marriage journey you need answers so you have clarity and confidence to find a compatible husband Smart Single Muslimer is a thought-provoking Muslim marriage guide for Muslim women. In the book, you'll discover how to find a husband, how to find out if you are compatible, what questions to ask a potential spouse, and how to deal with disappointment. Adopting a smart Islamic approach to relationships is about following some simple prophetic principles that will change your habits and attitudes about getting married. If you want honest pre-marriage advice that addresses contemporary issues you're facing, then you will find this book extremely useful. Available to buy on Amazon in Kindle or paperback format.
0: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.